Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 481, Five Royal Parenting Lessons, because as the world continues to be fascinated by all things royal, the new generation of royal parents are sharing some very hands-on parenting values. Here in New England, we've had to embrace an unusually wet, dank, and drizzly spring. I live on the coast of Rhode Island, where we're surrounded by stretches of beautiful beaches. By mid-May, we're usually spending lots of time outdoors, soaking in the warm sunshine and inhaling the beginning of summer's refreshing seaside breezes. This year, not so much. Instead, we're constantly grabbing our rain slickers and wondering, are we ever going to see sunshine for more than a single day in a row? Hey, I am all about making my own sunshine, but even I'm getting a bit desperate. I woke up this morning yet again to the sounds of raindrops gently tapping on my bedroom window and wondered, how do the good people of England survive with this type of weather pattern for most of the year? England is certainly known for her gray and wet climate, but equally noted is the lush, picturesque countryside, rich history, and, most of all, the royal family. Here in the U.S., we continue to be fascinated by all things royal, and with, most recently, the amazing wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle on May 19th at Windsor Castle in England. Prince Harry is fifth in line to the throne and the younger son of the Prince of Wales and the late Diana, Princess of Wales. Also making royal headlines was the recent birth of the third child of Britain's Prince William and Kate, Duchess of Cambridge. For those wanting a detailed view of who's who in the royal family, you can visit www.royal.uk slash royal-family, where you'll learn that The Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, is the second in line to the throne and the elder son of the Prince of Wales and the late Diana, Princess of Wales. His Royal Highness is married to the Duchess of Cambridge, Catherine, with whom he has three children, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and newborn Prince Louis. Throughout history, the British royal family has not been hands-on when raising their children. An article a royal upbringing, stated, Nannies, governesses, and tutors, not parents, traditionally have raised the children of the British monarchy. That all changed, however, when the late Princess Diana had her children, Prince William and Prince Harry, three decades ago. 
She and Prince Charles bucked tradition and made it a priority to be intricately involved with the care and upbringing of their two young sons. Now that Prince William is a dad, all eyes are on the newest royal parents, and it seems that the world likes what it sees. It's not just the royal wave that has us all taking note, but here are five royal parenting lessons that moms and dads across the globe can take heart in and apply to their own parenting regimen. Five royal parenting lessons. One, hug often. Two, we all make mistakes. Three, the value of money. Four, it's important to give back. And five, share your feelings. Let's look at each a bit closer. One, hug often. Some of us are born to be touchy-feely and simply enjoy the warm human touch when interacting with our family and friends. I'm one of those people. I know when to not cross another's personal boundaries, but I can't help myself when it comes to giving hugs. I hug my friends, siblings, acquaintances I haven't seen in ages, the mailman who's returned to his route after being out for three months with a broken leg, my kids' teachers, always my kids, and yes, even trees. If the late Princess Diana and I had been friends, one thing we would have shared for certain was our enjoyment of hugs. In an article on DailyMail.com marking the 20th anniversary of her death, we learn from Diana's aunt, Mary Roach, that Diana was very affectionate and warm and a great hugger, which is very unlike their own family tradition. Hugs were very important to her and hugging her children. She even gave The Little Book of Hugs. This book, which was published in 1986, illustrates the benefits of a good hug in turns both whimsical and serious. Diana gave many copies of it to family and friends. Hugs can do great amounts of good, especially for children, Princess Diana said. Not everyone is comfortable when it comes to hugging, but when it comes to our kids, this royal lesson is one that requires no crown, just a warm, loving embrace. Number two, we all make mistakes. When we become new parents, we want everything to be as near perfect as possible. But we're human and none of us are perfect, particularly when we're raising kids for the first time. Father of three, Prince William agrees. He says, we're all human and inevitably mistakes are made. But In the end, there is a great sense of loyalty and dedication among the family, and it rubs off on me. Ever since I was very small, it's something that's been very much impressed on me, in a good way, said Prince William on his 21st birthday, according to the book William and Harry, Behind the Palace Walls, written by Katie Nichol. Mistakes are like silver linings. When you use them as a learning tool... It can help define the type of parent you are, as well as set a great example for your kids. So, if the message in your home is that mistakes can become learning opportunities, your kids will walk away, as Prince William did, knowing a few things. One, 
Making mistakes, hey, they're a part of life. Two, we can survive mistakes by picking ourselves up and trying again, rather than staying knocked down. And three, no one is perfect. Learning from our mistakes makes us resilient, which is a wonderful royal quality for parents and kids alike. Tip number three, learn the value of money. When I went off to college, I admit that although I was the oldest of five siblings and had lived the role as the second mother in our family for many years, which helped me to feel mature and ready to handle living on my own, one thing I honestly hadn't learned much about was how to manage my own money. It just wasn't something we focused on at school or in my own family. Princess Diana certainly didn't have to worry about finances when she married her prince, but nonetheless, she felt it very important to teach her young sons the value of money at an early age. While none of the royal family generally carried cash, Diana gave the boys pocket money and once told her oldest son that he wouldn't be able to get two sweets at the store because he only had enough money for one writes Katie Nichol in William and Harry Behind the Palace Walls. An article regarding the British royal family's worth also noted the dozens of ways the royals value their money and how they find ways to save on a daily basis. The queen insists that everyone turn lights off when leaving a room in the palace. They eat leftovers, use hand-me-downs, and even shop at Ikea for nursery furniture. They may be worth billions, but it's humbling to know that the queen likes to wear the same outfits a handful of times. Learning how to respect and manage money is a lesson that all parents can teach their kids, even as young as when they first start to read. For more great advice on this extremely important life lesson, See what my colleague, Laura Adams, of the Money Girl podcast has to say in our joint episode, Money and Kids, Tips for Teaching Children About Finances. Number four, it's important to give back. More so than ever, today's generation of kids are growing up with a strong sense of entitlement. Just look at the smartphones, electronics, high-end athletic shoes, and dozens of pricey clubs and activities they have and belong to. The figures are staggering. The royals could comfortably hide out in their glitzy digs and enjoy being pampered and spoiled round the clock, but they believe in the importance of picking causes dear to them and continuously giving back. In 16 ways the royal family gives back to the world, between the British Red Cross cancer research, earthquake funds, and even the Duchess of Cambridge donating her hair, the royals are committed to making a difference in the lives of the less fortunate, and they're teaching the extreme importance of giving back to their own children. The Queen's charities, in fact, are reported to give back $2.1 billion a year. We can all take a royal cue from the Queen and her family by finding a way to teach our children the importance of donating our time, talent, and treasure, no matter how big or small. And number five, 
share your feelings. Here in the 21st century, we're fortunate to be raising our kids in a time where it's a positive thing and very much encouraged to open up and discuss their feelings about anything that's going well in their world and certainly issues that are causing them grief. In a royal setting, you might think that wouldn't be the case. The world has a vision of everything being wonderful and perfect within their fairy tale kingdom, but anyone who followed the devastating collapse of Prince Charles and the late Princess Diana's supposed idyllic marriage knows that even the royals experience sadness in hard times. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Prince William and Kate Middleton, are changing the way the world sees mental health issues, and both are very outspoken advocates for mental health. While their efforts are primarily in the United Kingdom, their influence is international. The royal couple, along with Prince Harry, are very open in expressing their thoughts on the importance of sharing your feelings when you're down and out. In fact, Prince William has said that he wants his own children to grow up feeling free to talk about their emotions. I love that no matter how prestigious the monarchs are, they're also willing to be vulnerable and look to seek help by talking about what's bothering them. This is great advice that parents of any economic background can use, and it will surely benefit their children. For more great advice, see Feeling Overwhelmed? Here are seven remedies by my colleague, Ellen Hendrickson, the savvy psychologist. What public figures have you gleaned parenting lessons from? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. And you can also interact with me by posting your ideas and comments on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. And please email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. If you have friends and family that would enjoy listening as well, I'd love it if you'd share the link to this podcast and refer them to the website, which is www.quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. Here, you'll find hundreds of archived episodes covering a wide variety of parenting and family-related topics. Wishing you all a really great week with your families. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy parenting! Happy parenting!